Welcome to Talk About. On Talk About, our goal is to sit down with open-minded people for open and honest discussion. No judgment, no hidden agenda, just getting the conversation started. This week, we're joined by the passionate and talented DeAgeless and TGP Kilowatt. In this dynamic and multifaceted conversation, we plunge into the driving forces behind their music and explore some of the motivations for their current album, Attack Against Humanity. We also touch on the importance of hobbies, social issues going on around the world today, and the power of incorporating positivity into everyday life. Sit back and enjoy the show. So uh, to kick off the show, let's uh, do a little virtual cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. All right. right. Excellent. All right. Good stuff. So sitting down with the Ageless and TGP Kilowatt. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna have a good chat here. This is this is awesome because uh, the ageless we go back now. I want to estimate about nine years. About that's probably about that. Something eh? like that, man. Like I don't know that time means anything, anyways. Uh, especially COVID, and it's just yeah. you know, time is one of those things. Let me tell you that I could go off on tangents about that. That I've got a very complicated relationship with time, but yeah, right. I'll park yeah. that for a moment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we met because I was uh, I was selling off some of my horror collection. That's right. Uh, and you reached out and you you snatched up those horror figures, man. You- <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I remember pulling up to the parking lot just outside of Tim Horton's Wendy's and I, I could see it in your eyes. You had those hungry eyes. Yeah. For horror <laughs> figures. How's that sound? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See the proper people to be having this conversation with because you guys are music producers and DJs and, and so you could you could sing all the songs, but it was horror that we initially connected it on. It was horror, yes, a love for horror. That's amazing, right. it's That's amazing. Right. And and the thing is, is so I've been following you for a long time on social media, um, which uh, sounds creepier than it actually is. Uh, well, it's just just the way we do. Social media, right? That's just social media, man. That's what it's for, man. That's what yeah. We're- Everyone's got their side hustles and uh, and one of your things that I've been really intrigued by, and I remember like I've been bugging you for a long time because I've wanted to have conversations with you, yeah. but you actually have uh, Dark Art Customs, That's which right. is your side business. That's right. And, uh, and this is where you customize figures. Now, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this idea of figures and how you customize them and how that works so can you do me the honor of explaining a little bit about your process okay let me see customizing figures okay well like a painter right he uses a canvas right for a guy that customizes figures you get yourself a generic figure say for instance like uh this was once something else (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) And that's uh, so, is that the is, uh, what is that? Is that the swamp, swamp thing? thing? Swamp, swamp yeah. Thing. Okay. So pretty much, I would get a generic figure that would that would pretty much be my canvas, and I use uh, um, sculpting uh, putty things like that, paint whatever, find accessories, anything I need to add to it. If it's a figure that needs clothing, I would sew the. I would. I'm not any perfect at sewing, but I would uh, sew the clothing, whatever, what what whatever uh, character that I'm making. Okay, okay. I told him. I told him he should have made a line and sell these things, man. Because yeah, talented, that's coming, right? He's talented, that's coming. So. That's that's coming. Yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, that that is the thing, working right? Like, because at this point in time, um, you're doing replicas of of existing figures and, and right. creatures and and, and right. characters. So right. you have an idea of doing something like your own line. Like, what what have you been thinking uh, there? I haven't have. I don't have anything uh, set in base right now. But I have some things that's, you know, working in my mind that I have ideas in that I want to try out, you know, different characters, different storylines for the characters and, um, you know, creatures. (laughs) It's amazing, man, because the stuff that you post on Instagram, uh, the way that you not only design and create the figures, but the way that you actually pose them. Um, so like me being, having a photography background, that's one of the things that I really look at and it's like, you're creating some scenes out of these things, That's really cool. That's cool. So like, what made you think about getting involved with doing something like this, like customizing figures instead of just staying in the realm that I, I stay in, which is I just buy the shit that you artists produce. I don't, I don't make it right. So what, what made you decide to make that jump? Well, I've always been pretty good in art in a sense. I used to 
do a lot of drawing, painting. And uh, I've always been a collector, but I completely stopped collecting, collecting for like many years. And then a friend of mine uh, kind of got me back into it. At first I was only collecting them, but then I noticed, uh, you know, some guys doing a little, you know, custom, custom in, and I was interested in that. But to tell you the truth, when I was like eight, like a kid or whatever, I was customizing back then too, because I used to take my GI Joes and give them forearms and <laughs> recreate motorcycles and weapons. And, you know, so pretty much, pretty much I've been customizing all my life, but, but as in, but as in later years, um, I kind of came, fell into it by seeing other people's work and saying, okay, this, this is possible. So then I just started, started doing it myself. It didn't all, it, the first tryout wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm getting a little better. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some of your early work, some of the some of the early work that you posted. I mean, I could yeah. imagine that the early stuff, you know, when we try these things at yeah. first, it's yeah. it's not always great right out of the shoot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the product that you have right now, and I'm sure you're only going to get better with it. It looks phenomenal. Oh, um, thank you. And and like I said, I gravitate towards the horror side of things, and yes. that's where we kind of yeah. connect. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, one of the things that's always made me wonder, DHLess, about this process of uh, reproducing figures that have, they're already out there, do you ever run into like copyright issues and stuff like that? Does anybody okay, ever get in? That's an interesting thing. For me, there's no, there's no really, if I was mass producing, then mm. I'd run into that issue. Say like it or something like that. But Pennywise, if I did like say 5,000 and I had people ordering them, then I could run into I could run into that issue that situation, but I kind of fall under the art kind of category that I'm just doing like little one offs right here and you know. Oh, I see. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, but there have been guys who really produce a lot of like they do like maybe um, a line of fifty or a line of a hundred, and there's been times where company like say Paramount or whatever would co contact them and tell them to cease. Oh, interesting. Stop and pretty much, uh, you know. <laughs> Give that little bit of a slap. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that has happened in the in, within the customizing world. Very interesting. Yes. It's very interesting. So you're back on the collecting train now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're producing uh, figures. You're you're creating. You've got, so you have like a little studio set up. How, how does this work? You work, do you do what most of us do and kind of like isolate off a part of our home and like this is the this yeah, my is basement the I have a little room that's kind of like nice. you know kind of set up where I have all my uh my paint and my uh clay and putty whatever whatever I need yeah yeah very cool yeah. how often are you creating uh figures how often are you down there painting <laughs> and sculpting and a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah that's cool man that's Some, really some cool. sometimes I take little breaks in between but um before we had that, you know, lockdown and everything like that, I was doing, I, I've been making a lot of characters. Yeah. Nice. Was COVID a, an opportunity for you to start developing more? Because I know when, when I got in contact with you again, you were saying, finally, the Etsy store is up, you know, there's more stuff coming. Your, uh, your link tree is, is loaded with uh, not only the figures, but the music, which we're going to get into with, uh, with Kilowatt. Yeah. Uh, as well. COVID give you that opportunity to be able to yes, focus Yes, it gave me that time and an opportunity to focus on it and kind of like get something, uh, something started. That's the thing with side hustles, eh, guys? Like when, when we have these things going on on the side and you have like a full complement of life happening with yeah. jobs and commuting, yeah. that, that was one of the things that I found the most is uh, the, the pod, this podcast kind of took off and had more steam going because I had more time to play with. Okay, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and and I've awesome. talked to people that have written books and you know yeah. writing screenplays and all this. And and if not for COVID, if not for the opportunity to slow down a little bit, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, then we wouldn't really be doing the things that we love to do. Right. Which, That's true. Which is kind of wild when you think about it, right? It's true. That like, is true. I'm I'm not gonna hate on life because like listen, life is what it life's the choice we make of it. That's right. right. But I thought it was a good eye opener um, to when everything kind of came to a screeching halt and be like, people really assessed what was important to them. That's true. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. So 
let's get into the music because I want to I want to bring Kilowatt into this conversation. I don't want like I know I know that in our in our pre conversation that uh, that you're a horror fan, but you're not like a hardcore nutcase like us. You you like <laughs> you like horror, but we're a little nutty. Like let's yeah. be honest. No, I think my wife's more on the nutty side. That's right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So when it comes to the music, uh, now. One of the things, Deagelist, that had attracted me to having this conversation with you initially is that your online presence is is uh, quite vast, which I like. And you've got your horror figures over here, and you've got you know posting horror stuff over here, and then over here you've got inspirational quotes, and That's you've right. got you know we need positivity. And then I listened to your album, the two of the put put out uh, Attack Against Humanity, mm-hmm. and I was like. This is this is great stuff. It's it's almost contradictory to the horror realm because like, it's a bad rap sometimes. But, yeah. but you guys are really talking a lot about um, peace and good vibes and getting that out there. Let's start with the message. Um, Kilowatt, you know, when we were talking, you got really passionate about a lot of things and I loved yes. it. I loved it. When you think of your music and I'm just talking about your your tandem, I know that you guys have side projects as well. What are you hoping to do with your music? Like, what's the message you're looking to get out there? Or are you looking to get a message out there? Am I just um, reading too much into it? I like to send subliminal messages, right? Because everything out there is a message. Like, marketing controls the world, right? Hands down. Everything that's pitched or projected to you is something that's been either thought of, somebody's trying to sell you something, someone's trying to make you think a certain way. So our music's, some of our tracks are in your face and then others are like, I'll do a little biblical quote. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand our music, you might just go, ah, oh, some garbage or whatever. But <laughs> we really put our souls into our music. To be honest with you, we don't do it for any type of uh, you know, monetary gain. But if that happens, hey, Good. It's you welcome. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's welcome. It's welcome. Yeah. If people want to support us because we're independent, we welcome it. But we do it for the love of the music. That's right. So and creativity. Creativity. If 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 yeah. what I love about the we're like symbiote with like like venom and, and carnage in a way is, is like when I have because we all have emotions, when I have say I'm feeling kind of down, not depressed, but we could talk about depression and all those other things because everybody experiences it. But um, when my juice, my creative juices, when I'm producing stops flowing, it's funny because I have somebody else I could feed off of or bounce off of. He'll come up and say, yo, I got a new beat. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, yo, let me hear that. And that gives the energy, the energy transfers back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So that's where that's where our music comes from. That's where our, our, our uh, lively, liveliness, uh, our message um, comes from. And we have a lot of influence musical wise, like, man, you name it from jazz to, there's uh, a music in the Caribbean called Kadans, Zouk. Um, there's African music, there's rock and roll. We listen to it all. So. Everything, reggae, like dance hall, you name it, soca music, like that's, we incorporate everything into our music. So it's like a new sound, a new fusion. A lot of people have commented about our music and said, man, your music's like, it's so different. Cause we're not trying to follow anybody. We're not trying to like, I'll use like, say I'll use a big DJ's name um, that people know, say um, Dead Mouse or, um, Tiesto. Tiesto, people like Marshmallow. <clears throat> I'm not criticizing anybody's music. I'm just saying a lot of these guys follow the same formula. So you hear one, you kind of hear all. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we're not about that. We're just about giving people good vibes, making you want to dance, at the same time making you want to think, and at the same time just enjoy life because mm-hmm. it's short. You know what I'm saying? We also try to have our own original, original sound. sound and style. We're not trying to sound like everybody else no you mm-hmm. know you sometimes no. been listen to a lot of these guys they all follow the same format yeah we try to be go we go off of that format right you know we want to have a 
de develop our own kind of a genre in a sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that because uh, I, I was listening to the, the album, like I had said uh, to you guys when we first chatted like a couple of weeks ago. For me, I've been on this massive exploratory uh, journey when it comes to music over the past five years or so. Um, as I was saying to you guys, like I grew up on, you know, Maestro Fresh West and, yeah. and you know, Young MC and, yeah. and all these guys. And that, that was my first entry into music. But, yeah. you know, rock was always there as well. And mm -hmm. then I just kind of yeah. slipped into a, you know, a routine and I was getting bored. And I was yeah. asking people, different people, like, what's out there? What's, what's going on? Like, what's on the music scene? And I met my, my uh, well, it was my girlfriend at the time, which actually you guys will be the first, this is the first recording that it'll be uh, said, but uh, we just got engaged. Actually, Ooh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. So Cheers, she's now Salute, she's now my man. fiance. Thank you. Yeah. Thank awesome. you, boys. Awesome. I appreciate awesome. that, man. Um, and she's a massive industrial fan. But she oh, also right. grew up on classical music and jazz nice. yeah. and all of this yeah. stuff. So mm -hmm. I was exploring a bunch of different music myself. She came into the equation and this, you'll appreciate this because she's like, one of my, one of my loves is industrial music. And I'm like, well, what the hell yeah. is that? Right. And she's like, well, they take a lot of samples and do, 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 do. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, shoot me over some examples. Yeah. And the first band that she sent me over was Skinny Puppy. And I don't know if you guys have ever listened to Skinny Puppy, but they're fucking hardcore. And so first of all, they're a Canadian band, uh, okay. I believe it's from BC. All right. And they're actually credited as the founders of industrial music, okay. which okay. And we're talking about creating genres, having mm -hmm. a Canadian band, as you know, you know, creating a genre is pretty phenomenal. Right. What I've found with them is that what they do is they take samples like movie lines and stuff mm. like that, and they put it into their music. Funny right. thing is, is when I was listening to your music, it had notes of industrial music in it. That's right. And I was like, right. I think at first I was like, oh, maybe they're an industrial group. Like maybe this is an industrial thing. And then the next track came on and I'm like, this is house music. And then that's the next right. one came on and I'm like, that's Island Beats. And I was like, fuck, these guys are blowing my mind. Because, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's hard because I was working. So I was like bouncing in my chair as exactly. I'm listening to this. You can't, you can't help but move. But then, but then you guys drop it down and you get really cerebral at times. And I didn't even get a chance to explore the lyrical side of things. But you guys are creating something there. That, that CD, in my opinion... Humble opinion. I'm not a professional, um, but in my opinion, you guys are onto something there, and that's really cool. And I guess Appreciate that's what, it. yeah. Like, I mean, so the first question that comes to mind when I hear that is, how do you make a whole bunch of different sounds from different genres actually sound coherent? Because your tracks are coherent. It's not just a bunch of noise. It's very yeah. coherent. So, like, yeah. how does that? How does that even come together? Like. Do you know how it comes together or does it just flow? Flows. Yeah. You got to have a good ear too. Yeah, you have mm. to have a good ear. That's for sure. Yeah. Some people will say, oh, I could do that. I'm like, okay, then you do it then. Right. Yes. Not everybody can do it. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like nowadays, Yeah. Um, sorry to say, anybody could be a DJ, right? Feels that way, yeah. Because yeah. everything's so easy now to do. You know, like people didn't know how to beat match. Like half of these kids nowadays, all they need is Serato. Not knocking Serato, it's great, but all you need to do is use the program and it'll beat match for you. You know what I'm saying? They don't even know how to match BPMs per minute and stuff like that. So it's true. It, you, have, you have to like know the basis, just like anything else. You have to know where the basics are, where, how they start, how yeah. things work, and, and really get down to the groove because a lot of our tracks we mix. Digital is all good, but digital is flat. Right. So we try to match, you know, some analog in there as well. You know what I'm saying? Because you want that deep, yeah, that deep thump. You want that That's more full, deep. right? Yeah. yeah, you need that body in it, you know. So when it comes to like the Caribbean spin-off and all that stuff, that's like man, that's like second nature. Like, yeah. Uh, when music, I'll give you a little hit. When music first influenced me, I was probably like three years old because my uncle was a DJ back in Trinidad. And um, I used to wake up, my parents were well known for throwing parties, right? So I was one of those kids that used to wake up in the middle of the night when the big party is going on, 
and I'm crying, and I'm looking for my parents, and all I'm seeing is people partying, right? And my yeah. uncle will come put me on his lap, and he'll be DJing. And little did I know he was like some huge DJ back then. And um, that's where the, the love of music came from. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, so. For that's... me, my whole family's pretty much musical. Yeah. Oh, okay. My sister is an amazing piano player. Oh, yes. <clears throat> my mother sings. Used to sing for, uh, for sings pretty much gospel. Mm -hmm. My dad loves music. Everything from, his favorite is country music. Really, eh? <laughs> yeah, country music. Listen to country music to um, old rock, rhythm and blues. He has a um, killer record collection. Killer. Huge. Killer. Anything you can think of <laughs> as in records, mm. my father owns it. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm talking going back even from ACDC. My dad has it. <laughs> He has a killer record, yeah. record collection. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And then there's my brother, yeah. who's, who's an international um, DJ promoter. Oh, he really? Went, uh, traveled the world, uh, Europe, Japan, I Japan. think. Japan. Yeah. Um, wow. Even um, he uh, won uh, an award. What was the award again? Um, he played in uh, one of the biggest uh, festivals in Europe. Biggest Europe festival, the uh, Exit Festival. Exit festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, so, yeah, so music pretty much, we're, we're, wow. we're, we're a musical family. Yeah. All of us have our little, and then there's, like I mentioned, my sister already. She's also a singer as well, yeah. you know, but yeah, so. You guys come by it, honestly. Like, it's not that you guys are just two jokers that are like, ah, I want to, you know, put some music together. This, this has been with you guys since oh, the beginning. Yeah. And I got to give, I, I, I don't know about yourself personally, but I know Devin probably confirmed this. We were like church boys in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Sunday school had a big influence on me personally, yeah. right? Because um, every Sunday you'll have to sing, you know what I'm saying? You have to sing in the choir and you'll have to sing and, you know, so yeah. I, I, I got to give church some props, you know, because yeah that's where the love of the music comes and it's almost like you were practicing for something in the future you know what i'm saying you didn't know it because you used to go every sunday or whatever and then you'll you know get called up and you'll sing or whatever and that's right you know you you, you were practicing for something bigger in the future that you didn't even know was gonna happen that's right that's so, right you know you gotta share the love that's all it is you know? yeah i believe everybody should have something they're passionate about in love you know what i mean mm -hmm. <clears throat> like you mentioned Everybody has their everyday life. You go to work, you do this, you do that. But if you don't have something also on the side that you love, that you enjoy, no matter what it is, whatever the hobby is, if you don't have that life, life sometimes become a little bit, a uh, little bit boring. Mundane. Yeah, yeah. mundane. Yeah. Yeah. And you just yeah. go. You know, so I know some people just go to work. They come yeah. home. Yeah. Go work, come home. Yeah. And then that's it. You gotta, have, you have to, you have to have other things that you love. Yeah. And who cares what anybody thinks? You just go after it. You can, you know, you do it. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, one of the biggest motivations for my conversations, uh, even before the podcast was, yeah. I want to know what drives people, you know, like, yeah. what, what gives you purpose is purpose and drive the same thing. Like, where does it come from? How do you find it? And, you know, the only thing I've been able to come up with that I that I feel is really true is you just have to do things like you just have to try something like that's right sitting that's right. around saying oh i would be you know we were talking oh i, I could do music no problem right i grew yeah. up watching sports so many times we watch a game you know maybe maybe watching a hockey game a puck goes in the net and my buddies i could save that it's like yeah, yeah but but you're sitting here eating exactly. cheetos like yeah. you're not playing nhl yeah. hockey right so right. the only thing that i see as, as being a big difference is that people just don't do enough that's right. But That's beyond right. doing, what do you guys think would be like a, a good way? Like, how the hell do you find out what you're passionate about? How do you find those things that make it like you? Because I know you, DHLS, you're probably sitting there at three o'clock in the morning, knowing you have to get up to go to work the next day, but you're just, just one more, just one more coat of paint. <laughs> just, just one Many more. Nights. Yeah, right? Many nights. When I start something, it stays in my head. Like, I'll, I'll, the morning will come and say, say if I got to work or I got to go somewhere, I'm out somewhere. And it'll be going through my head. I got to, I got to fix this. I got to do this. I got to do, it'll be going, that, that process will be going through my head until that project is completed. The same thing with the music. Oh yeah, the music. Sometimes I'll start a track and I'll get stuck. Mm -hmm. 
And it would drive me crazy. All day I'll think about it, I'll think about it, I'll think about it. And I go back and I work on it. And I don't figure it out then. But then I keep on, I, I, just, I just keep on eating away at me until I complete it. And then sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like art's art, right? So yeah. sometimes yeah. I'll almost have a track completed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, scrap it, gone. You know what I'm saying? It, because yeah. it's like you hit that block. You know, and you're like, nah, I know I could do better than this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. even though you spend like people like they don't understand how much time people put like independent people. I want to talk about specifically put into, put into, put into art. art. Yeah. Like no matter what it is, no they're doing kind of art, music, right? um, painting, sculpting, everything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you got to have the love and passion for it. But at the same time, it's not. My big, my big cheese is uh, people nowadays are too manufactured. It's like yeah. a box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, just because I have money, I want to become a big singer. So they, they push themselves into the industry. And it's almost like that whole status level, societal, you know, nonsense that people perpetuate. And um, then somebody be like, oh, that guy is amazing. No, he's not amazing. Somebody made that person. It's like, you know, I, I, I want to make a new drink. Okay, I'll package it and bottle it. And hopefully people like it, right? So when you come down to the independent person, it's not the, the, the point that they want to get rich or they want to do this or they want to do that. That's just the spin off of it. Sooner or later, the ears will listen and, you know, that will pop for the person, right? But I rather that organic build than somebody saying, Oh, I want to be a singer. I want to be a DJ. I want to do this. You don't want to be. It's inside of you. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, the best artists out there, it's inside of them. It's not somebody who wants to be something. That's the problem with the world nowadays. Everybody wants to be somebody. Yeah. Somebody want to be a Kim Kardashian. Somebody want to be a Jay-Z. Somebody. No. What's your talent? What the hell do you do that makes you happy and can make other people happy? That's that's, right. that's the organic stuff that's really gonna propel yourself when your time comes. Yeah. Not oh, put me in a matchbox and tell everybody I'm an artist. Don't work like that. Like it might work for some people, but for some, you know, <laughs> for me, yeah, I I can live with myself because yeah. we all have a gift, and people gotta realize what their gift is. It's gotta find it and stop looking yeah. at other people. Yeah. I start looking at themselves. Yeah. That's why the world's so unhappy. You know, all yeah. these kids nowadays are killing themselves because, oh my gosh, look how many likes I have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nonsense. Mm -hmm. they, they validate their life off of what other people think. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and that's, that's what's been happening since the beginning of time. Right. I mean, keeping up with the Joneses is a yeah. phrase that's been around for ever. And it, yeah. now it's on steroids because of things like social media and, yeah. you know, all of the status that's happening. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Kilowatt. I, I, yeah. I, I strongly believe that if you have a passion for something, you, you will either be successful doing it in terms of monetary reward, or at least you'll be happy doing it. Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. That's but the main thing. Happy doing it. And how much, and how much money do you put? To find. Exactly. It is a hard thing to find. And yeah. how do you, how do you quantify that? Like what, what price tag do you put on happiness? Because I've been around for 40 some odd years now. I, I, it's, there's nothing, there's no price tag right. that matches what happiness can be. No, right. no. And, but we spend so much of our time trying to chase this happiness that mm -hmm. we're not focusing on what's on the inside. What the hell actually makes us happy? Like you said, That's right. That's there's right. so many people I talk to. They're like, oh, I want to be, you know, a YouTube star. Right. Mm -hmm doing what oh well just doing something it's like yeah but that but that's not a purpose no that's not yeah. something that's going to drive you every day that's right. exactly that's right. you know that's not going to keep you up at night what what that's going to do is it's going to stress you out and you're not going to be happy about it exactly that's right. That's right. and if like, that's what you want that's cool yeah if, if you don't mind like i could see right now you're the host and i'll tell you personally i think you have a great voice oh, right? thank you now when you're doing your interview here with us i could see the passion now what people don't understand right now in that moment you're happy you know what i'm saying like who cares about what's going on you're the interviewer you're interviewing us 
and you're happy, right? When I'm making that music, I'm in a place of zen, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't even, like, music is my high. That's one of the names of the albums we were going to oh, uh, put nice. on one of our, our, our albums because I don't need no drugs, man. I don't need no alcohol. I don't need, when I'm doing that music, I don't know what it is. It's like, I'm like in some heavenly place, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just transcends, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think the passion is what people lack and the passion is what people have to find for themselves yeah. to make themselves better human beings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the me, 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 me society that we're creating. You know? Much, that's what it is now. Yeah. If, if yeah. you had a passion, and like the, the, the situation with me and the ageless is like, we think alike so we could understand each other. So when I want to share pa my passion with him, he accepts it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he's not telling me, oh man, that sucks. Or somebody's hating on me or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and I see his talent with his dolls and stuff. And I'll be like, yo, bro, that's it, bro. You gotta, you just gotta do what you gotta do. The thing is that we need more doers and not haters. Yeah. We need more love. A lot of haters. Yeah, a lot of haters. A lot of, haters. A lot of people like to sit back on the sideline. That's how that's that's probably their passion. Mm -hmm. Sit back on the sideline and try to make other people miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know it's I mean? true, man. Like, yeah. uh, unfortunately, especially with uh, being able to sit behind a yeah. computer, it's a hell of a lot yeah. easier to just be tearing people down because that, that's a tactic that's been around forever, right? Like when yeah, I was, when I was younger, social media. Yeah. social media, man, but now it's, again, it's just yeah. easier. Now, now yeah. I can, now I can try to demotivate somebody across seas. Right. Yes, in that yes. other time zone, exactly. and you don't have to look them in the eye. No, <laughs> so no. you don't. So by not looking them in the eye, you don't have to feel have any feelings about what you just did mm -hmm. or what you just said. Right, you know what I mean? Keyboard warriors. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let's see, and this is the thing that I like about these conversations, right? Because you know, by happenstance, you and I, the ageless, met nine some odd years ago and yeah. here we are having a conversation like full-grown adults we're still yeah. playing with our dolls yes we are you know we're still we're still loving those figures That's i'm right. still gonna go get brad Dur uh, duraf's autograph in, in next weekend <laughs> right are you going out there oh yeah man oh yeah absolutely i'm gonna go <laughs> nice. up i'm gonna go my buddy's got a comic book uh shop up in aurelia so i'm gonna go and i'm gonna buy oh, cool. the uh, child's play the chucky uh child's play part two yeah. And Kilowatt knows, he knows Chucky, <laughs> he, knows, he yeah. knows Chucky, the head without the yeah. plastic over it. It's yeah. just the head with the human okay, teeth. Okay. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to get Brad Dourif to sign it. Good question. Yes. Did you watch the Chucky series? I did. What'd you think? Dude, I loved it. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought they did a great job. Did you guys happen to catch I watched it? it. I, I okay. Do you, do you think they're stretching it a little too far with the child of Chucky? Like his uh, offspring? Oh well, with Glenn. Okay, so you see the series though they had a series. No, I don't. I'm not sure if I saw this. Well, series. the series just recently came. Out. Okay, no, no. Okay, this is this is a tele. It was a site, um, FX series, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 But okay. what you're talking about, Kilowatt, is the C to Chucky, where they yeah, introduced, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. introduced Glenn uh, slash Glenda. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? On the surface of it, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, "This is crazy," but for me. Right. I always look for that next level. Like, what are people willing to do with their craft? What are they willing to do with established characters? Are they going yeah. to do like a Friday the 13th where it's just basically the same? Right. And, yeah. and we just recently yeah. watched all of these franchises because I introduced uh, my fiance to all of them. Is she into horror or, she, or you got You know, she, she was, that's what I was going to say before. And I didn't even complete my thought is with yeah. her love with, uh, for industrial music and my love for horror. Uh, yeah. it, it was a natural crossover. So she had kind of, she's a massive sci-fi person. And right, so, right, right. Uh, but right. I've been introducing her to all the horror. She's been introducing to, to me to even more sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi, yeah. What are your, what are some of your sci-fis? Oh man, I watch it all, man. Um, yeah? Yeah, I just love the futuristic. Um, you know what I like about sci-fis? The stories that are told that reflect um, nowadays events and life. Mm -hmm. So whether you want to believe it or not, it's called sci-fi, science yeah. fiction. But the, the science behind the fiction is a reality because yeah. all those sci-fi shows are coming to pass right now. Pretty much. Right? Pretty much. And yeah. um, that's what I love about sci-fi, man. It's yeah. like, 
sometimes I rewatch The Matrix and I'm trying to understand this show on so many different levels. It's, it's like you cannot just watch The Matrix and say, yo, I understand. It's a no. computer thing. No, it's not a computer thing. There's so much subliminal words and messages and yeah. a level of conversation. Yeah. You know, like yeah. especially when the Da Vinci, the, 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 the French guy starts talking or, or the architect starts talking. It's like it's just boggling your head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like yeah. <laughs> every time I watch The Matrix, I, I sit down and I say to myself, this is going to be the time I understand it. <laughs> this is going to be the time where I walk away from it and go, got it. Right. Yeah. And you know what happens every time those movies end? I have more yeah. questions. I have yeah. no, like, you yeah. walk out of there. I think I have something figured yeah. out. And, and every time I figure out one thing, another thing pops up. And this yeah. is kind of what you're talking about, right? Like sci-fi, it, it, it bends your mind That's to right. realities That's that right. we kind of want to be a part of, right? Like yes. these, yes. these utopian societies, um, you know, we talked about Star Trek before. Again, Kat's a massive Trekkie. Uh, yes. you know, creating, you know, Roddenberry created a society where you don't yeah. have to use money right. and there's virtually peace and yes. Yes. right. Like across yes. galaxies. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We can't even get peace here on this planet. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's sad. It's very you know sad. What I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're in a sad state, man. Yeah. Very but, sad. But, but I will say this. So, mm. um, not to give anything away because the ageless, I don't think, I think you said you hadn't watched Picard yet. No, I, I haven't. I, I started it, started but it. I'm at the uh, maybe the sixth episode or seventh episode. I'm not too sure. Okay. But I did also start the new, the new one. Oh, strange new worlds. Yes. How yes. do you like it so far? We haven't started it, but I really how, like, it. yeah, yes. Right. Very good. It it's, looks like it's, it's really well much, pretty much how everybody was complaining about Picard. I like Picard. There've been a lot of people. I don't know if you've seen any reviews on it. Oh yeah, they crucified the first crucified season. Yeah. But I liked it. Strange New World is pretty much classic Star Trek. If you liked, if you liked, um, say Captain Kirk's story, mm -hmm. it's pretty much it's pretty much along that line. Okay. Classic, classic Star Trek. Well, that makes sense because I mean they are bringing it back and telling a story from before the original before. franchise, yes. right? So yes. like they have to, you have to pay the first respect captain. for that. The first captain. Yeah. yeah. The first captain. Yeah. I think that one of the things that I've found is kind of weird with Star Trek and Star Wars is that there's this there's this crossover now when you're mm -hmm. watching J.J. Abrams do the, the Star Trek movies, which I liked. I enjoyed them, but yeah, they feel really Star Wars-y. Like there's yeah, a lot yeah. more action sequences in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot more gunning and running. And it's yeah, I find it's fun, but it's not like the original Star Trek. He, no, he's no, a good, he's no. a good um, producer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He oh, should yeah. use some yeah. of our music in it because we're kind of some of our, our sci-fi. We got some sci-fi uh, little blips in there as well. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You coming up, you're gonna hear some um, some sci-fi kind of. Yeah, we've got yeah. a new album on the work. Yeah, we, we got a new album. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. When when is that uh, approximately dropping? What's uh, what's the status of that one right now? We were trying to hit it for like summer yeah right? midsummer yeah nice yeah. nice yeah. that's yeah. great is it going to be are there going to be as many tracks on it as Attack not as many not as much not as not as many but it's still still a fair bit of tracks on nice yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah nice yeah. nice i liked the way that you guys did attack against humanity because when i first looked at it sometimes what i do is i go down to the run times um because i want to see like okay am i going to be doing what am i going to be doing for the the period of time Right. And yours, yours, it's a, it's a long runtime. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I love that because yeah. it's also not a concept album that you have to sit there and listen for four hours straight. You can yeah. bounce in and out of it. Yeah. Uh, you guys offer a lot of variety there. Yeah. It's available on Spotify for everybody who's listening. Um, awesome. And, uh, and we're going to include all the links to that. So people can find that stuff directly Awesome, in, in the show notes, because yeah. I think that, Music, I think, sometimes feels like a magical thing that just appears, especially now with things like Spotify and Apple Music. You know, yeah. everything is there for you. You don't have to go to the store anymore and buy yeah. an album, right? Like in yeah. some people, I wanted to ask you guys about this. With you guys being musicians and producers, what are your feelings? Because you guys would have grown up in a time where you could go to a music store and buy mm -hmm. CDs and stuff like that, and now it's all going back, going back to buying vinyl. tapes. 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 <laughs> okay, here's a question for you. Before we get into that question, what was the first tapes that you guys bought? 
the first, I would say the first um, tape that I got, this is going way back then. <laughs> so you go ahead, man. I'll be honest with you. My first tape, my first tape was a mixtape. I mean, oh, nice. Mixtape off the radio. Amazing. That's the, those were the best, man. Oh, I used to God. love that. Yeah, and you I get mean, like a song that cuts off at the end and then you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first tape that I got was a present from my sister. Mm. And that was, um, it was, it was a public enemy tape. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, nice. Public Enemy. I can't remember which one. Um, it has Bring the Noise on it. And... Yeah, Bring the Noise. Oh, yeah. Know, with Anthrax? Yeah. What's, what's that? With Anthrax, uh, Bring yes, the Noise. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a great crossover. Yeah. yeah. That was an awesome album. The, yeah. two, the two tapes that I bought at Music World was Brian Adams nice. and Salt and Pepper. Okay. Those were the two that I walked out of. I must have been, I don't even know. I must have been like 12, 14. Yeah. Thinking back about it now, the person who served me probably thought this kid has no idea what he's buying. He doesn't, <laughs> this, this little white dude just walked in here and bought Brian Adams, which everybody could have known from a yeah. mile away. Right. And salt and pepper, like what the oh, fuck yeah. is happening here? Push it real good. Exactly. Oh my God. I wore that tape out. Are you kidding me? I love that tape. Oh, yeah. Um, it, but yeah, it, it so. stretched. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what is, what are some of the pros and cons that you guys see of where the, the way that people procure their music now with it mainly being streaming services? It's good and it's bad. Yes. I think good. Mm -hmm. Good. From, I'll make it short and sweet. Good is that you could um, cross continental borders. You mm -hmm. could go worldwide uh, before you never had that opportunity. Bad I don't want to say it's really bad, but um, too many people not understanding the whole process. They're, okay. just, they're fly by night. You know, I just want to hit. I just want to be rich. I just want to hit. One hit, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Too easy. Okay, I'll give you a quick example. So I remember carrying crates of records, right? The love that went into the, the record getting pressed and the love that the artist put onto that record that got pressed you had respect for not only the artist, you had respect for the record because that was like your money, Yeah. right? Yeah. Now it's too easy. Like nobody really has a attention span anymore yeah. because so many things are getting thrown at them, right? So you could be like the biggest thing tomorrow and then tomorrow at five o'clock you get forgotten, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that's the downside I see too. What do you think? That's that that that's 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 one downside too. And also, if you think about it, years ago, people had to really go out there and search for the music. Right. You know, went out there and they got the music and you dug through the crates. You, you dug through the crates yeah. or whatever. You went to this. You went to say the uh, CD store. You bought the albums or whatever. Now everything's downloaded. Yeah. You know, everything's. Uh, stream or download especially like with my nephew if i said would you would you prefer to go and buy a cd or would you or would you, no he just wants he just wants to download it and everything's uh you know through the streaming or whatever and, so, and and in some ways it's uh it makes it a little harder for some artists to make a profit as well because mm -hmm. you got to make so many streams were before everybody used to purchase your album or you know and you know, so it was easier to track it's easier that. Yeah, yeah it's easier it's easier yeah but um yeah a lot of things a lot of things have changed you know yeah and I, i'm not against change because i think that in in a lot of ways uh what we've been talking about is we want change right yes. like there, there's definitely areas that we want change music is a is a weird one because i agree with you kilowatt i think that you know people do forget about all the work that goes into it, all the physical work yeah. that went into it. And one of the things when it comes to attention spans that I find, even of myself, I'll throw on my discover list on, on uh, Spotify mm -hmm. yeah, and I'll, I'll find some bands in there, some yeah. artists. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. Like this is amazing. I would have never known how to search for this person. The like challenge that. is that right after that song is another song and another, mm -hmm. and another, and another. Right. And what I find is I don't remember the things that actually hit me unless I stop and say, okay, mm -hmm. this is an artist that I want to focus in on right now. 
and right. do everything that I can to actually internalize them because my attention span is like everybody else's these days. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's super short because everything is right here at our fingertips, man. Right, that's right, right. right. I don't have to remember anything anymore. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, but, and that's what yeah. that's what made like bands like Kiss nostalgic because it's like these guys become icons because you remember yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like who, yes. Who didn't know about Kiss? You like you know what I'm saying? It's like there weren't like ten thousand Kiss bands yeah. trying to do the same genre or the same method of, of music you know so now it seems like there's an overflow overflux of um certain genres and uh, you know it takes it takes a lot to like you said before at the start to start a new genre of music like you know we're not trying to start a new genre of music it's just our style a lot of people have commented and say oh this you guys have a certain sound and, you know, I take that as a compliment, man, because um, at the end of the day, um, as much as we enjoy doing stuff that makes us happy, you know, a little recognition is good, you know? So it makes you know that you're, you're doing something, you're helping people. Um, you know, I, I love for someone to say, yo, Kilowatt and, and the Ageless Man, you know, I was going through a rough time and you guys got me from committing suicide. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I've gotten messages like that. So I've had, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm not like, surprised with some of the stuff that you post too, man. Because I've like messages where, where, where somebody is uh would send me telling me that that the things that I post or the my music that they listen to has got them through through depression. Tough times. That's yeah, amazing, time. man. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think that that's something that I wanna focus on for a minute. Because I don't think it's focused on enough. Like we all know that the state of things can be a hell of a lot better, right? Yeah. There's a lot of room for improvement. Right. But I think it's really important to point out when people are doing good things and when people are being a beacon of hope and opportunity, because there is a lot of hope and opportunity out there. I I truly believe that. I have to believe that until there's zero hope left. Okay. You know, or I'm not, or I'm not around because it just doesn't make any sense, guys, to wake up every day and say, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to try to contribute to society." If you think it's not worth it, so I have to believe that it is. But sometimes, just like everybody else, I struggle with that. You know, yeah. I, I do think to myself, like, "What's the point?" Like, you get screwed over by this person or that person, or you go to a store and people don't even look at you. Like, you're just money. You're just Oh, and, yeah. you know oh, what yeah. I mean like oh, but yeah. but that's where I think it's a it's incumbent upon people like us yeah to spread this word out there that like there is good things happening we're doing good things we're enjoying ourselves you should be doing good things encouraging people to take that on themselves yes. right when it comes to the music side of things let's get back into that for a second where do you want to go next like that, that's the, that's the biggest thing for me. It's like, I know you guys are enjoying yourselves right now, but, but I agree that you, you kind you do need something. I mean, like there's, there's gotta be a more motivation. There's gotta be something at stake. Like wh- where would you guys like to see yourselves in the next three to five years when it comes to music? If, if everything was, went the way that you wanted it to go. Working with other artists. Yeah. Right. Not just big artists. I love to work with big artists who wouldn't love to work with big artists, yeah. but I like our style to become like like a premise. So like more into the mainstream in the sense that anybody could go and produce with somebody. And like, I go back to the start again, um, you're in a box. So somebody will be like, oh, the hottest producer is uh, Diplo. And um, I, want, I want to do a track with Diplo. So yeah. now everybody tries to contact Diplo. Yeah. Right? And now you're just dealing with that particular style. If you have a voice, this is always something that bugs me. If you have a voice, let's use an artist and you have millions of followers, okay? You have a God-given right to influence people the right way. You can't be pop candy. Like everything is not flowers and cookies. People go through hard times and that's what we got to understand nowadays. There's real SHIT going on out there. And you have to make sure that your message is getting out there. You can't be saying, oh, baby, I love you all the time. Or uh, let's throw our hands in the air and 
pop champagne and you know all that stuff sometimes you gotta get down to the nitty-gritty and tell people you know what man i suffer too you know what i'm saying it's not just about me it's not just about you that's the problem with society right now it's like somebody posts something online they'll be like oh man look at that guy's life man the guy got the best life while oh, the guy's fake. hurting man it's fake the guy's ready thinking about it's, jumping it's... off his apartment building ledge like you it's know illusions it's illusions and confusions yeah your delusions and all these isms yeah. and these schisms and you know it's just like sometimes you gotta get down to reality i'll, I'll use myself for example so me and the agents just met and we're like he's like what's up brother i'm like i'm good you know what i'm saying so he's like how's life and i say life's good man so he said how's the family everything yeah everything good you have any problems and stuff i go brother listen if i don't have problems i'll be lying to you bro and he said, for real, 100%, right? And that's the thing. Yeah. People don't want to open up to other people or people don't feel the trust because yeah. we created this society now that everybody have a phone, somebody will take your shit and put it online. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they'll make fun of you. And people are afraid of being uh, judged. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why a lot of people keep a lot of things in because mm-hmm. they're so afraid of being judged. We need to bring them out. You know what I'm saying? It's we so important. To, yeah, we need to be real with each other. Yeah. That's the problem. You know, you can't say love and hate, and you can't say like, show me on the outside that, oh man, Devin's my, you know, ageless my good friend, and then behind the back you're a racist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't say, oh, I have black friends, and then behind closed doors you're saying this effing black people. You know what I'm saying? Or likewise, white people. You can't be like, yo freaking white people you know what i'm saying like or whatever race you may be you know people two-faced man you got to be straight up with each other that's the only way you're going to move ahead as a society you know and that's the problem i'd rather honesty yeah like (laughs) quick example if you don't like me then say you don't like i'd rather you be straight up with me you know you know yeah and um for example look at look everything's so politically correct right now that a comedian can't even make a joke you know what i'm saying there goes his career boom somebody says something about you know somebody it's taken out of context and they swing it around the next way man they could take down a president now if they wanted to you know what i'm saying and be so careful yeah in what you say and how you say it what you post even what you post even even on social media even not the things you put on social media if you put the wrong thing up there it might not hurt you now but one day down the road if you excel into into something that you know changes your life it could come back and haunt you and take everything away from you. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you think in some ways that that is an overreaction uh, to how out of whack it got? Like, how out of whack racism got and still is? Like, these things are not gone. It still blows me away when I hear some things, you know, like yeah. that, that, that people say to each other. It's, it's unbelievable. Sexism. Um, like basically, like you said, Kilowatt, any of the isms was so out of whack that yeah. there had to be an overcorrection. You know, yes. there had to be the Me, Me Too movement. Black yeah. Lives Matter has been, you know, flying up for a long time, you know, yeah. since the beginning of, you know, the first uprisings in slavery. And then you're seeing yeah. it all the way through to Black Panthers and then another rise in the 80s. And then now having yeah. another, you know, an, another renaissance. These things are not new. But no, no. you get used to them and you don't change the system itself, which is right. where the whole systemic yeah. conversation comes from, right? right? So if we don't continue to have these conversations, and I do believe this is where some of my hope comes in. I do believe that we are having more of these conversations than we have in my lifetime. Yeah. When I was a kid, anything went, you know, homosexuality, right. like if you wanted to tease somebody, you just called them gay. And it wasn't right. just gay. You guys know the words that I'm, I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. And, or, or retard. Or, or retard, right? Yeah. Uh, or if you wanted to get get at your buddy, you, you would call him a woman. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, oh, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, and, and all these things. And then, of course, you know, the difference between you and, and myself growing up is I'm a white, I'm a white male. Right. I mean, yeah. I couldn't have fallen into the most privileged group there is because I don't know any of the struggles that you guys have gone through. I I have black family members, like, like my, my sister, who's my cousin, who's really my sister. She's black. 
Like when I, when I say this, I don't mean like, oh yeah, I've got family and friends or that whole typical, I I know a black person Mm -hmm. absolve myself. This is legit. Right. But for the longest time I walked around with blinders on thinking to myself, like, well, I'm not racist. So that should be enough. And I've realized that it's not man. Uh, You know, I'm not sexist. I don't treat women bad. That should be enough, but, but it's not like, As much as we need to be talking about our depression, our depression, our states of mind, which, you know, Kilowatt, you fucking, you nailed it, man. I love that when people are asking you, how are you? Do you really want to know? Or or are you just being kind? Because I can give you both answers. But the point is that it's not enough just to sit back and say, I'm okay. If you see something or hear something that's not right isn't it incumbent upon us to say something like we have to say something, right? Yeah. 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 No longer, no longer is it, is it enough to just sit back and go, okay, as long as I'm not being racist, it's okay. Because for every one person that's not racist, five more are being racist. That's just, it's not right, man. Hey, like I said before, it all starts at home, man. It does. It It all starts at home. But like, but like you said, to give the credit back to you, Mm. we have to be talking about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you have to make it OK to say, listen, if somebody says something to you that's that you don't agree with, you should be able to say to them, I just don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, why do you find that joke funny if it's sexist or yeah. racist or homophobic? Right. right? Yeah. But so people I w- should also be able to speak their minds. That's the other ingredient. That's the other ingredient. Yes. Because what happens? People are old. The ones they're holding things back, holding it in and. They're not speaking their minds and not saying how they truly feel mm-hmm. because of the fear of being canceled or, or shunned or lose, lose what they have. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I agree with that. I think that that is the other component that I hope we're working towards mm-hmm. is that you can, you can say something and not only speak your mind, do it in a tasteful way. In a tasteful but, way. Yeah. But, also, but, but speak your mind too. Mm-hmm. And also can also develop change as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Change as in somebody's say, say first, for instance, somebody who has, has certain, you know, say racial views or whatever, right? They should be able to speak their mind and say exactly what, what it is they, they feel. Now I could go after that guy, try to cancel him and this and that, blah, blah, lose his job, or whatever, or he can, you can correct him and then he could see where, where his, where his thoughts were wrong and he give him that chance to change, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we've, we've, we've become an unforgiven society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the cancel side of things, it really concerns me because I really think that we have to learn from the past, not just bury it. That's right. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, if you, if you take a look at what Germany has done with the Holocaust in Nazi Germany, they actually teach yeah. that in schools. Yes. They don't, they yes. don't bury that history. That's important stuff to learn from. So I agree with you, man. Like we, I'm hoping that that's the next level, because I think that one of the other components of this, that's going to be really helpful to us as a society is having a little yeah. humility and being able to apologize if you've offended somebody and you didn't mean to, you know what I mean? Right. Like if I, if I say something and you, and, and, you know, kilowatt, you say to me, you know what, Chris, man, that's, that just doesn't work for me. Like that's, that's just not cool. And this is the reason why I feel that way. A lot, a lot, a lot of people like that, like just what you said, some people don't even realize it. Yeah. And, in, and instead of correcting them, that's, you know, they get attacked, mm-hmm. you know, instead of correcting, giving them the opportunity to see they're wrong, right. they get attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe with that, in that either. Yeah. I don't think that's a, that's a good formula for change? effective change. Exactly. Yeah, change? Exactly. You know, yeah, if, I, how do you get change if you don't sit down and we don't talk? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. speak our minds honestly. I, speak your mind. Honestly. I don't like the fact that we're self-governing, self-policing ourselves yeah. through social media and algorithms yeah. and AI. Like I, I told you, I mentioned before we had a talk. I was like, I'm very disappointed in humans, humankind, mankind at this point because we keep recycling and repeating the same thing over and over and over. I don't know if it's just our brain's inability to adapt to certain situations. The animals adapted, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems like for some reason, 
our brains um, hit that roadblock when it comes to race, sexism, whatever you want to call it, um, moving forward as a, as a utopian, you know what I'm saying, like a collective uh, mind. There was a speech done by uh, Hale Selassie I, and a lot of people didn't know that Bob Marley sang that song of his I I, speech. I, 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 that, what he's just mentioned there, your, I think, it, I, I, I'm not too sure if it was your first podcast, but I left you a message. Yes, yeah, the that's George the, Floyd episode. That's the speech he's, he's about to tell you. That's the speech. Oh, perfect, okay. Yeah. This, comes right, this comes all the way around. So it's, I love Everything it. that he says in that yeah. is, is actual fact. Like, yeah. there's no if, ands, or but about it. Yeah. I think uh, the lyrics goes, until the philosophy that makes one race superior and another inferior is abandoned, is totally abolished, there'll always be war. And he keeps going on. And this was a speech that he made in front of United Nations, the queen, you name it, right? Because he was a king himself. Until we do these things, first class, second class citizens, rich, poor, all these levels yeah. that get in our way. Until all that's all abolished and everyone's in the same playing field, it's just going to be war. Yeah. Like, we're not going to progress. Yeah. And like I told you, when I was growing up, I didn't know which kid around my age didn't watch, like, the Jetsons and shit. But I was like, okay, <laughs> even though the Jetsons were white, I didn't look at that because I'm a kid, right? Yeah. I'll be like, yo, that's where we should be in the future. Yeah. Like, I expect it to be flying a car right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, going up some you know, escalator, like, and meeting my robot friend, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we have not gone to the place that we should have been. And yeah. we, we all know why. It's all about greed. And certain people won't say certain things because they're afraid and they'll be like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to my music career if I start speaking out? You know, they're going to cancel me. Nobody's going to love me. Blah, blah. You know, like, all these things go through people's head. And you got a voice to yeah. speak. Yeah. And that's the problem. Right now we're going through from everything, from politics. People forgot that, and I hope everybody listens to this. I don't care who the hell you are, who you think you are, because people got the power. Power to the people. If you want to make change, man, as a human race, you got the power, not the politician. Yeah. You gave the politician the damn power. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Take that shit back. Yeah. Call me revolutionary, call me whatever the hell you want. Yeah. You have the power collectively in one mind to say, yo, I don't agree with that. Change this. But you know what? We give these people all the power. They've taken all the power. They stripped all the power. So now they can make the decisions for us. Yeah. Right? And what does that create? An elitist society. And these people run the world. And whether people want to believe it or not, there's a group of people that run the world. And that's, that's all that matters. When they wake up in the morning, I always say, he's not thinking the same thing I'm thinking. He's just thinking, how the hell am I going to run this world? Yeah. How much money am I going to make? Yeah. You know, they don't care what they have to do. They don't care who they step on. Yeah. They don't care who dies. You know what I'm saying? They, all they want to see is the numbers. And, and that's the problem. We have given over our power to these people. And whoever they may be, you gave these 1% people all the power in the world. World hunger could be stopped. All these things that we fought for, everything's going back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even in the schools, learn about race in schools. They're they trying to, to they want to take yeah. that out. They want to take that out. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. What else is the other one they take, um, talking about right now? Uh, women's rights to have abortion. Yeah. Man, what, Big conversation what, what kind, of, yeah. kind of monkey society we live in? Honestly, like it's planet of the freaking apes, to be honest with you. If a woman gets raped, and I'm just using a certain example. Why the hell is she going to keep that kid? Yeah. yeah. Common freaking sense, right? Yeah. But I don't know where these people come from. Like, some, some of them come from a different planet, you know? Look at this uh, show, They Live. It's, it's, it's a man's, you know, perception of how the world is, right? And, and that's why Ageless put it up. Like, straight up, they live. You know what I'm saying? Um, that, that's the best of all worlds. That's sci-fi and horror. And this is, it's amazing. This is it right here, man. Yep, yep. Obey. Obey it. Watch TV, buy, submit, sleep, control you, man. That's yeah. all it's about. Control. Yeah. yeah. And we're giving up our 
creativity, identity. Um, look when COVID hit, man. Like artists were pretty much dead. Any yeah. creative format of every releasing, format was dead. Your stress, your it was like um attack yeah. against humanity. That's why we call the album Attack Against Humanity, because yeah. I don't care what you believe in or what you know people say uh pandemic, um, epidemic, yeah, whatever it was, it was an attack on humanity. There's kids that I know of parents that have kids and they're living in a bubble for two years. They haven't, it's like they're in a, a mental jail and a physical jail. That's child abuse, man. Mm -hmm. The kid can't even run outside in the park. The parents so paranoid about COVID. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, my kid's gonna get COVID. Like the kid needs to run in the freaking park and interact with other kids. Yeah. That's what's gonna make a good society. Yeah. But if you take that away from them, the, the, the important years of them growing and interacting with people, what type of, what type of people we're gonna have in the future? Yeah. yeah. Like these kids can't even communicate. It's nuts, man. And I'm just kind of sick. We're going to a cyber world. Yeah, I'm just like sick we're and tired of seeing. Yeah. Beyond our little, our tablets, our computers, and we're gonna just interact VR. Everybody, everybody virtually. Yeah. Yep. That's and you're gonna, gonna have be. your um, avatar. Avatar. Yeah, you know? that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. isn't Facebook going that way? Then Facebook trying is yeah, trying they've got their virtual out. things set up. That was kind of their out. thing. Yep. yep. Is it set it's, up right now? Is it is it out? Uh, there? I think that Meta is working on all of that stuff. That meeting yeah. place, that okay. uh, place for your avatars to yeah to hook you up. Money right on there, you can do yep. you know everything with everything. The avatar. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. It's yeah. like the yeah. Wally Society, right? Yeah. Where you know it's just a fat perfect society. You can have artists on there. And famous artists in the virtual world yeah <laughs> crazy i want to end it there because i think that that encompassed everything that we're talking about change talking yeah. you know communication finding your passion we tied it up nicely into attack against humanity which is a fucking amazing album um Thank you. Thank you. i really like what you guys are doing i'm I'm obviously a fan. I mean, I've been, I've been on there uh, following you guys around <laughs> and, and promoting you guys. And I'm going to, I'm going to let everybody else know how they can get a hold of you as well. Awesome. But all I can say is thank you very much guys for sitting well, down you, and not just spending some time with me, but sharing your thoughts with me. Um, you know, what's on your mind. And uh, I, I, I love it, man. I would, I would love to do this again sometime with you guys. Definitely. Because I think we just, your show talk about it's gonna blow up. Oh, like, uh, hey man, you're, you're uh, gonna if, blow up. I'm if, telling the, you. if if the three of us blow yeah. up together, that would yeah, be hey, awesome. the best of all worlds. To be quite yeah. honest with you, man, because yeah. I'm not gonna be able to do it without you. Canadian guys. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Hey, that's that's cool with me. I mean, I'm I'm gonna need. Some hey, don't let Spotify man. try to shut you down, bro. No, definitely not, man. I'll stay I'll stay private if that's the case. You know, I may be hitting you guys up for some for some uh, intro music because I've been writing the same intro music for 30 episodes now. So, man, whenever you write, uh, we'll we'll talk about something like that as well It'd be nice to get something fresh and local from you know artists that i actually enjoy and are good people man you guys are good people thank you you too man thank you. all right man uh other than that thank you once again guys for sitting down with me i really appreciate it all right, all right bless, man. Bless, man. Stay good, take care man, man.